everybody, I'm Beth Davis and welcome to Teachable Tuesday where every week we discover God's heart and are changed by his word. We are right in the middle of a brand new series all about discipleship. We're focusing on Psalm 23 and we're learning what it means to follow Jesus. So grab a Bible, let's pray together, shall we? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, we welcome you because you're already here, because you are always with us. We turn our attention to you. We tune in our ears to hear your voice in the word. And we ask you, Lord, to shape our heart according to your own, to make our hearts soft pliable, teachable, God, so that we can be more like you. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. So good. <laughs> Psalm 23. <laughs> well, friends, I was having a, a bit of a tough day just a couple of days ago, and just feeling really down, very discouraged, and in a particular way, in kind of a, a, a tender place, just wondering what's going on with my vocation. You know, I'm, I'm getting up there, <laughs> and I'm not seeing a lot in the natural, and uh, the Lord's been so faithful to me, so good, but moments like that, days like that, sometimes longer than days, sometimes seasons like that, I can really get in my head and I can start to really question. Maybe I, maybe I got this all wrong. Maybe, um, maybe I need to figure something out and I go into kind of a panic mode. But in, in a moment of <laughs> clarity, I texted uh, a gal on our team, somebody who I deeply respect and admire, who's really a spiritual mother to me, who also uh, got married a little bit later in life. And so I reached out and just asked for prayers, which she was so generous to respond and offer. But she also sent this. She sent me um, kind of a longer text with some encouragement, how um, faithful the Lord is, how so worth it it was to wait on God to see his faithfulness in her own life and hearing her testimony, right? I, I see them online and, and I know I'm, I'm privy to 
um, some of the some of their story, but to be reminded, oh, like here I, I'm seeing she's a, a step ahead of me, a stage ahead of me. My hope was inflamed again. You know, I think maybe the hardest thing about hard times is that we feel like we're all alone. There's a loneliness and an isolation to suffering. I'm sure you've felt that way. Maybe you look around and you think it seems like everybody can get pregnant. Meanwhile, you're struggling to conceive. You look around at other families, marriages, and you think, wow, everybody else seems to be happy, <laughs> not having such a hard time. And meanwhile, you're having hard time after hard time and there's division or distance in your own family, in your own marriage. Or perhaps it's, it's your health and you, <laughs> you just look even at strangers and you think, how, how are they just walking around with, with ease, without pain? Meanwhile, you're you know, moving from appointment to appointment, maybe for you, maybe for a child, someone that you love. Things are just so hard and it seems like everybody else, health-wise, has it so easy. You can't even remember. And what that does is it, it piles suffering on top of suffering to think nobody understands. There's nobody in this with me. But friends, the thesis of Psalm 23, I want to propose that the thesis of Psalm 23 is that you are not alone. You are never alone. When you give your life to follow Jesus, when you're baptized and you become a Christian, you take his name, Christian, and you begin to follow him, you are never alone again. There is always someone who understands. And Psalm 23 is really proof of that. Now we've been walking verse by verse through Psalm 23, and today I wanna to really zoom in on verse three. Verse three picks up at the end of verse two. I know, of course it does. It finishes a sentence in verse two. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his namesake. Notice how much of God there is in this verse. All of the activity, all of the impetus is on the Lord. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his namesake. Friends, you can trust God's leadership because not only is he with you in your life and on your path, in your circumstances, in your family, in your marriage, at your school, in your job. Not only is he with you, but he's leading you. He's leading you on those right paths and you can trust his leadership. I'm gonna say that again. You can trust Jesus's leadership in your life. I love, I love this translation. Um, you, he leads me in right, paths right paths so not he leads me on good paths he leads me on level paths <laughs> he leads me on straight paths no he leads me on right paths no no longer is there a good or a bad path all paths are right when we're following the shepherd when we're following Jesus they're all right because we're walking in the way of righteousness now, I, I can't bless 
every path. If, if you're not choosing to follow Jesus and his commandments, you know, if you, if you, as we walk away from the church, if we were to reject God, suddenly those paths, they wouldn't be right. They wouldn't be righteous. We wouldn't be following the Lord there. But when you've given your life to Jesus, when you're living by the commandments and you're staying close to the sacraments, you can be confident that the Good Shepherd is leading you on right paths. And if you're thinking, I don't know, I don't know if I'm on the right path. I, I don't know if the Good Shepherd is leading me. I want to invite you to come to the sacrament of confession. Come back to the church. Come, come back to um, that right path of following God's word, living by his commandments, being purified of anything, uh, right, that's in opposition to God's heart or God's will. And that takes time, but, but to give him your yes, to follow him on those right paths, because you can trust his leadership. Now, what about when something hard happens? What about suffering? What about trials? How do we how do we trust Jesus's leadership? How are we supposed to think about suffering and trials? Well, Father Jacques Philippe has a wonderful quote. This was very uh, aligning for me, clarifying for me. He said, all trials, no matter what its causes or characteristics are, is a trial of faith, hope, or love. All trials are simply a trial of faith, hope, or love. He goes on to say that it's usually all three, but with an emphasis on one particular virtue. Is your faith being tried, being tested? Meaning, is it being purified and strengthened? Is it your hope that needs to be more divorced from uh, you know, outside people or, or influences? Are you counting on someone or something other than God? Is it your love that's being purified in this trial where you're you're moving away from self-love and self-interest dying to yourself so that you can love more purely more like christ i want you to begin to look at the sufferings and the trials in your life not not to minimize them not to dismiss them but to reframe them to rightly see them as all being in the hands of the good shepherd accompanied by the Good Shepherd. The path that you're on, even if it's a path that's very rocky and very dark, we're going to come to that uh, in, I think, the next verse. We're going to talk about that more. But even if right now it seems rocky, it, it seems unpleasant, it is painful and hard, you can trust the leadership of the Good Shepherd, who's not giving orders from an office in the sky and, and passing them down, to us here on earth to carry out in our own strength. No, he's with us, leading us, walking with us. And if he's leading us, that means he's, he's walking through it first. He has walked through every suffering, every trial first. That's how we know we can trust his leadership. He's a leader with integrity. He's a shepherd with integrity. So if it's loneliness, if it's um, rejection, Jesus has walked through it himself and now he's leading us. There's a way through and Jesus is the one who knows where to go. Jesus is the one who knows how to make it through. You can trust his leadership. 
in your life, even if you can't see it right now. I want to speak that over you. I want to inflame your hope that you can trust Jesus' leadership in your life. You can follow the Good Shepherd with confidence, even in those trials of faith, hope, and love. And I, I want to help you to see that more and more in your own life. Uh, maybe it's in your past. You want to look back and something just isn't sitting right. Where was the Good Shepherd in that? And I want you to be able to apply these principles, this thesis that God is with us and that he's leading us. I want you to apply that to your present and to all uh, of your future life, all future sufferings and, and trials. And I'm, I'm going to help you to do that in three ways. First, I want to invite you to submit, to submit. This is much easier said than done, but I want to invite you especially in a time of suffering and trial, one of the most powerful, one of the most fruitful actions you can take is simply to submit, to turn to Jesus interiorly, to look at him and to give him your yes. Instead of pushing against it, like I was trying to do, as I explained earlier, rethink it and, and, and take it into my own hands and, and figure it out and fix it. Instead of doing that, no, just uh, throwing up our hands. It's what people do when they <laughs> surrender, usually a negative connotation, but just put up their hands and say, yes, I surrender. Yes, Jesus, this hurts so bad. We're not Remember, we're not diminishing that. We're just submitting. We're, we're saying we, we give it our yes. And keeping in mind those words of Father Jacques Philippe that every trial, uh, no matter, no matter what its causes and characteristics are, no matter, is a trial of faith, hope, or love. Really taking that into your heart, into your own uh, circumstances, to your own situation, and submitting to it like, oh, this is a trial of faith, hope, and love. Jesus, increase my faith, hope, and love. It's a, it's a gift. Those virtues are, are infused by God. He gives them to us. He increases our faith, hope, and love. But we can agree. We can give our yes. And from that perspective, from that perspective, if we're going to come out on the other side of this with greater faith or hope or love, Perhaps, hopefully, all three, if we're going to come out on the other side uh, more pure, more holy, stronger, better, right? More like him, then every season is a good season. Every season is a good season. I am prophesying that over my own life right now. Every season is a good season because we're in it with the Good Shepherd, because he's leading us, because he is able and willing to bring good out of everything. So first submit, give your yes. Just, just open your hands, open your heart, and embrace this hard thing. Pushing against it makes it so much harder, doesn't it? Secondly, I wanna invite you to celebrate, to celebrate, uh, to, to celebrate where you've uh, come through with the Lord to look back on that path and to see the ways that you've grown, to see how Jesus has rescued you, how he's saved you, 
how he's made you uh, stronger, more like him. He's purified your faith, hope, and love to celebrate where you are right now. That doesn't mean that we don't have a long way to go, but you are not where you used to be. Amen. <laughs> you are here and you're not where, to, where you used to be, even if uh, we have, you know, to get to heaven, all the way to heaven to go. You're not where you used to be. You're here. You're, you're watching Teachable Tuesday. You're growing in faith, hope, and love right now. So celebrate that. Socrates said, uh, the unexamined life is not worth living. And I have a theory. Uh, for a while, I thought this was an original quote, but I think I was just paraphrasing Socrates. I think we live unexamined lives, largely, especially in our culture here in America. It's very easy to live an unexamined life. There are distractions. Uh, all around us. <laughs> Distractions, noise abounds. It's difficult to reflect on your life. It's difficult to make time for prayer. We can all agree on those things. There, there's always more to do. There's always something more entertaining, something more um, gratifying in the moment. There's always a, a way to distract ourselves, especially from pain, especially from the pain of our past, but the unexamined life is not worth living. And I want you to be able to celebrate your life. And, and friend, there's so much to celebrate. You're here. You're growing closer to Jesus right now, studying his word, bringing your life before him, wanting to follow him more and more. There's plenty to celebrate. So don't let your life pass you by in a blur. Don't um, reach for distraction. Instead, take time to quiet yourself and to reflect. Maybe journal. Share with the Lord a, a season or a situation that he walked you through. Maybe more tears will come. That, that's wonderful. Let the healing continue. Let it deepen in your soul. And then celebrate with the Lord where he's led you. That, that also increases uh, our trust, our confidence in where he's leading us in the future. And finally, I want you to share what God has done in your life. To share it. To share it. And here's where I, I want to zoom in on the very last line of, uh, of verse 3. Um, he leads me in right paths for his namesake. For his namesake. In all things, good and bad and ugly, God is able to make all things work together for our good. That's Romans 8, 28. It's my, my life verse. I've seen it to be true. I know it's true for you. It's the word of God. And it's for you. So God makes all things work together for our good so that we can be sanctified and others can be sanctified too. Our testimony has power. What Jesus has done in our lives has power to, to do the same thing in someone else's life. Just like that text message I sent gave me hope, inflamed my hope. Suddenly I felt courage to keep going, to keep following the Good Shepherd on this very particular path that he's inviting me to walk. I want you to do the same in all of the areas uh, of your life where you've experienced the victory of Jesus, the, the leadership of Jesus, the gentleness, the kindness, the provision 
of Jesus. One of my favorite things about doing the Well Mentorship Program are these one-on-one -on -one phone calls. And I get to chat for 30 minutes before we get to start, uh, before we start meeting as a small group with all of the women individually in the groups. And I get to hear their story. And, and so many of them, so many of you, bear really heavy burdens, have experienced very painful suffering, trauma in their lives. And these are moments that I am deeply grateful to God for my own pain, for my own suffering, because first of all, I have such compassion for these women. I know, not, not perfectly, but my, my empathy has grown. My heart is continually softened. That's what suffering did for me. And so I'm able to offer that tenderness to these women. And then I'm able to speak a word of hope, to, to give testimony to what Jesus has done in my own life. That's what I want for you too. And you have a testimony. You have a testimony. Jesus has led you your whole life long. He's pursued you, he's called you by name, he's leading you even now. And your story has the, the power to encourage someone else. So I want you to share it. I want you to offer your testimony to Jesus. God, I, I wanna help people. Just tell him that. God, I wanna help people. I wanna, I wanna be like Barnabas. In the Bible, I want to be a son of encouragement, a daughter of encouragement. I want to encourage people in their pain and in their suffering because God, I know my pain, my suffering was not in vain, was not in vain. And so now I'm able to, to give hope. I'm able to declare what Jesus did in my life and give hope. Uh, God, you're giving the promise to someone else that you're going to heal them, that you're going to be with them, that you love them even in that suffering, even in those trials. You know, we didn't talk much about um, the first part of verse three. It's really the end of verse two. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. That, that word restores, the Hebrew word means to reanimate or um, to be reborn, a rebirth, if you will. And that's what happens when we enter into that rest of Jesus that we talked about in verse one, when we submit and, and we come under his leadership, we allow him to lead us into those green pastures and still waters. He reanimates our soul. He, he gives us a new birth. We're born again by water and the spirit, as John three says. We're born again in Jesus Christ. And then we follow him on right paths, paths of righteousness, paths that he chose for us, that he's walking ahead of us on. And, and that life that we've experienced in the presence and under the leadership of Jesus, we share with others who then join us walking on the way. So friend, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Jesus will restore you, is restoring you, and he'll use your story to bring life to others. But first of all, first of all, he wants to speak life to you today in your circumstances on your path. Do not be afraid. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus, we bless you. We love you. We trust you. Take a moment and pray that right now, Jesus. 
I trust in you. Good shepherd, I trust in you. God, we want to follow you even when we can only see the very next step. And oftentimes that's all we can see, Lord, the very next step. But we submit ourselves to your Lordship, Jesus Christ. We bring ourselves under your Lordship, your authority. We give you our yes to follow you, Jesus, on the way. You are the way. You are the truth. You are the life, Jesus. Thank you for leading us into life. I pray, Lord, that you would communicate life to every soul watching, that you would restore, reanimate, um, rebirth uh, every heart, every soul listening to these words. God, they would be uh, reborn in your word, in you. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, friends. I'll see you next week. Bye now.